Cochlear Implant Basics is a site for candidates, recipients, and their families and friends. If you or a loved one is profoundly hard of hearing, newly deaf, or have experienced sudden hearing loss, we are here to share our stories and tell how receiving a cochlear implant can be a life-changing event. This site is not medical advice, nor is it brand-specific. Within these podcasts and videos, you will meet recipients who faced hearing loss situations, and hearing aids could no longer provide comprehension of speech or music. They share the stories of how they lost their hearing, their struggles with growing isolation from their family and friends, their inability to compete in the world of business, their difficulties of navigating air travel without hearing, how the joy of music disappeared, and the panic of not being able to use a telephone to contact 911 to get aid for a loved one. They will talk about their fears and the reason they procrastinated to get a cochlear implant and the reasons they moved forward. How receiving a cochlear implant changed their lives and the lives of those who surround them. You will meet audiologists and surgeons and those who support the deaf and hard of hearing communities. Welcome to Cochlear Implant Basics. Reminder, Cochlear Implant Basics is not offering medical advice. Please consult your own healthcare provider. I interviewed Janet Fox just prior to her recent surgery where she had a second cochlear implant operation. My stated objective was to capture her experiences on both sides of being bimodal with a hearing aid on one side and post-operation of now being bilateral with cochlear implants on both. Originally, I intended to wait a few months post-op and post-activation to let her hearing normalize. Upon reflection, I decided to move that interview forward in order to capture her experience without the passage of time and forgetfulness. In other words, to express her feelings and record her experiences while undergoing the fine-tuning or the mapping of her new processors. We discussed the differences between her first operation and the second, the results and her expectations for the future. In our post-interview communication, she wrote, quote, By the way, you can quote me saying, I'll never take this off. It's so great to hear in stereo, unquote. And this is her story. We recently did an interview, and you were preparing to have the second side operated on to receive bilateral cochlear implant. Correct. What made you decide to go ahead and get the second one? What made me decide? I I couldn't hear. (laughs) Out of my right ear, it was just deteriorating more and more. So I found myself leaning in with my left ear to hear people. And if somebody sat to my right, I couldn't hear them. I could only hear the people on my left. So I think that was a good indication I needed something more. Okay. And how many weeks ago did you have the second one done? Four. I had it done October 1st. Oh, exactly four weeks. Yeah. Okay. And Dr. Wasson was the surgeon this time? Correct. He was a surgeon last time, too. Okay. Yeah. And Dr. Nyack. They did a beautiful job in the surgery. They really did. What were the differences in your mind about getting the first one done and the second one done regarding surgery? Were you more afraid, less afraid? I wasn't afraid, but I'm very vain. I am. So I said to him before the surgery, listen, I have very short hair, so you have to make sure they're even 
in the back. <laughs> and they did. They measured and everything. They did a beautiful job. I wasn't anxious about the surgery itself. I know Dr. Watson is good because he did the other one. He did a good job. So, no, I wasn't concerned about it. And just going through the surgery, it was a process. Waking up from the surgery this time was different. What was different yeah. about it? It was horrible. Last time I didn't have any repercussions from the anesthesia, and this time I did. And the pain in my head was, I felt like I hit my Mack truck. It was it was bad. Did they have any idea why it was different the second time? They no. never discussed it with you? No, they don't know why. But I need to find out the name of the anesthesia so I don't get it again because I had a bad reaction to it. So that somebody going in for surgery, they should know what the anesthesia is, discuss it. And if they've had surgery before, to discuss that with the anesthesiologist. Yeah, as far as I know, it was the same. Now, I don't know how much my diet has to do with it because I'm eating very clean. So everything affects me. That makes sense. All right. Yeah. And then so the post-op was different. You just felt sicker. Yeah, I was sick for like two days. It was not good. And then I came home and I just slept. Which the, is probably a good thing to do. Feeling like that, yeah. The first one, I didn't have any of that. And the first one, I just remember just going home and sleeping and then being okay. But not with this one. Was this one vertigo or was it oh, pain? No, I had vertigo. I opened my eyes and the whole room turned sideways <laughs> once. Yeah, it happened once. I thought I was falling out of bed. Thank God it only happened once. What about the pain? Was there a lot of pain this yeah, time? there was a lot of pain. What did um, you take? Well, they gave me a very, no, very strong painkiller, okay. narcotic, no. which didn't agree with me either. Okay. So I had to stop taking that, and I just started taking, like, Tylenol. Okay. And then you had to wait how many weeks until you were activated on this one? Three. Three weeks you waited. Yeah, it was three weeks. And the activation was very different. This whole thing is very different than the first let's, one. Let's talk about that for a bit. What was different? When I got the first one activated, I could understand voices. I could distinguish what they were saying. With this one, everything is just gobbled. There's no understanding. It's just a lot of noise when I'm wearing just the one, the new the one. The new one. Yeah. But it's only been how many weeks now? Three weeks. Maybe three weeks. Yeah. Well, I want two miracles. <laughs> so right now you're still relatively new with the new side. And... It's not clear enough yet. It should get better with time. It's not clear on itself. Paired with the first cochlea, I can hear very well. I went out to lunch with three other women in a noisy restaurant, and I heard, say, 90% of the conversation. Wow. Yeah, that's what I said. <laughs> I could actually hear people. It's you been know. years since you did that. Yeah, it's been a long time. On itself, I can't. Well, I just had an adjustment today, so right. I don't know what's going to happen when I take the other one off. I have no idea yet. 
as far as feeling goes, I'm feeling very vulnerable since the surgery. You want to describe that a bit? Vulnerable how? Just kind of shaky. It's like I'm not sure what's going to happen. <laughs> With your hearing? Well, yeah, and my emotional well-being. You know, it's a scary experience. You hope for the best and then you hear 10. Then I remember what happened with the first one. I heard better, but it was still tinny. Mm -hmm. But it improved over time and practice. I got to practice too. So the new one, it's tinny now, but hopefully as you practice more, it will clear up. Yeah. And then you should be able to use either one independently if you had to. But right now, no. Well, I can use, yeah. I can use the left one independently already in such a short period of time. Found that I've been dependent on the right one because I hear so much better with two. Now, two ears are better than one. Oh, they are. That's why God gave us two. <laughs> That's true. So the fine-tuning this morning was your second. Today was your second mapping or the fine-tuning, and they basically did what today? They basically raised the volume. So they haven't added any scan programs to it no, yet? No, nothing yet. Which nothing. is not unusual. Usually the first three or four, they just keep getting your brain used to the volume, and then yeah. they worry about the scans later. Yeah, that's what he told me. He said, don't worry about anything. we we'll just get the volume, and then after around the fifth one, we'll start working with we're playing around with everything. Excellent. That's good. Yeah. That's good. So you don't regret having the second one? Oh, no. No, I don't. I mean, I could have told myself, and my brother does this, that I had that 10% hearing. You know, that's good enough. Right. <laughs> it's not. I still have a little residual hearing. I was about to ask you about that. Tell me about what you feel with the residual hearing. I can hear things drop. You know, loud noise. I can't hear my dog bark, but I can hear loud noises. I feel things more than hear them, I think. I was surprised that I could hear anything at all. That's one thing that a lot of people are afraid of, is losing any residual hearing. Yeah. But the understanding I have is that the surgical techniques have improved so much that retaining residual hearing is becoming more common. Did yeah. the surgeon discuss that with you? No. Not really? Okay. No. I think he maybe discussed it the first time I had it, but the residual hearing that's there is, like, minimal. Does it give you any confidence you have any left at all? No. No. Okay. No. That's fine. That's a good no. point. And your advice to somebody who is thinking about getting a second one, sitting on the fence, saying that my bad ear is good enough, do you have any advice for them? Well, pay real close attention to the ear that you don't have the cochlear on and really be honest with yourself in the self-evaluation of how you're hearing. Like I was saying, my brother does the same thing, and he says, well, you know, it's good enough, and push comes to shove, it wasn't good enough for me. You know, that's a very interesting point you've said to me before because your brother has a single-sided cochlear implant. right. right. He was using you as a guinea pig to see what the second side is like. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> well, now he's going to get all my tools. For, I had the N6, now I had the N7, which is really a nice upgrade. 
I can talk on the phone without having the phone clip, which I love. Okay. I don't need all that stuff. I'm giving it all to my brother. He still has the N6. That's great. Yeah. Well, what do you have for a backup? If this fails, do you keep one? Do you keep the processor, though? I have an N6 yet. I'm keeping that. Okay. But I have multiple tools that I won't no, use. Excellent. So maybe your brother will listen. Now, let me ask you another question. The differences between the N6 and the N7, because people often say, should I bother to upgrade? Is it worth it? Yeah. I mean, just to have access to the phone, like a normal, the phone rings, I can pick it up. I think the sound is better. I found the sound to be more robust. Do you find it clearer? It's mellower. I would say. Wow. Yeah. Then the N6. But again, I'm still getting used to it. But I like it better. I do. This is why I wanted to sit down and talk to you so soon after you were activated with the second side, because I wanted to be sure your memory was fresh. Oh, it's fresh. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. It's good. Yeah. Do you have anything you'd like to add to people who are sitting on the fence? I would say go for it if you really, you know, I'd just say go for it. Okay, that's great. Like the first one, go for it. That's great. Okay, Jen, I thank you so much for your time. And I'm sure that people are going to be interested in listening to part two of our interview. And if you're thinking about going bilateral, you can take some of Janet's experience and use that to make your decision. So thank you so much. Thank you. 